0: hi guys hi. this is goop yourself the podcast where we talk about everything goop i'm brian rucker
1: i'm Maggie hewitt
0: and uh the world keeps on turning
1: turning into a pile of shit oh my
0: god everything is going to shit this is yeah everything's horrible
1: everything sucks uh thank god we did get our newsletter
0: yes the world keeps turning as and so does goop yeah um I mean, as you all know, I'm sure, uh, Gwyneth has had quite a week.
1: Well, it's been a week for all of us, but especially...
0: Especially certain women who, who were actresses in the 90s. Yes. Yeah.
1: Who were indie darlings. Indie darlings. Who were queens of... Queens of first, Miramax. first ladies of Miramax. <laughs> yeah. Which is only only one.
0: Yeah, Sorvino. Eh.
1: Mm, lady in waiting. Lady Yeah. waiting. <laughs> um, But yeah, so obviously this year, or whatever this year, this week, Harvey Weinstein was exposed as being a big fat pervert, which everybody already knew, but people are finally speaking out about And it's actually pretty amazing because it was like one of those things that everybody kind of knew, but nobody would ever talk about it. And I'm so amazed that somebody at that level could be taken down by actresses saying that this stuff happened to him. because for a long time i mean that just seemed like it would be impossible yeah
0: and it was like par for the course i think it still is sort of par for the course with a lot like with a lot of people and um yeah it's just like women were expected to uh either sleep with these men or if they didn't want to they couldn't talk about it mm-hmm. um and it was this behavior that kept going on and is keeping, I'm sure, happening everywhere.
1: It's kind of incredible because for so long it was like in art, like in the comedy world, you see this all the time. Someone, some guy's a pervert. He gets outed online. He gets kicked out of the community. That happens a lot. Yeah. I mean... Kind of. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's like w- at least, yeah, w- like one a year. At least once a year. In the L.A. comedy community. Yeah. And you get like someone is a rapist or uh, an abuser and, and, yeah, sort of gets drummed out. But it doesn't seem like anything systemically happens or changes. Yeah,
1: and it's just kind of cool that, I mean, it sucks. It's not cool. But it's cool that it ha- on this grander scale now, people are being held um, – people have to be accountable for their actions, which is pretty incredible. And it's totally new.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope, I hope this is a real turning point. Uh, I think, I mean, a cynical way to look at it is Harvey Weinstein was, his power was sort of waning anyway. I mean, and that's so people true. were less scared of him. Um, I'm sure there are other guys in his position, maybe not as egregious as what I was, as what he was doing. I'm but,
1: sure there are just as many, uh, just as egregious, yeah. Anymore. And
0: it, it's just, I mean, you know, Gwyneth has had a great career, uh, but it's, I mean, this is not the most important thing, obviously. But it's sort of sad to me that that great actresses like Rosanna Arquette and Mira Sorvino, um, their careers were cut short because, and Rose McGowan, because uh, they oh just, uh, they didn't want to fucking take it anymore, and so they decided that they wouldn't work because mm-hmm. that was the price that they had to pay. Um, and yeah, as a fan of. Uh, of actresses it's like it, it sucks that um that they had to make that choice yeah um but yeah i hope this will start to get the ball rolling and and these these monsters will continue to be outed uh i think like the ben affleck stuff that's happening now is really interesting to yeah me. i mean
1: because he's super powerful right
0: now. he's very powerful and all, all for some reason all of this his stuff is like recorded like he's like yeah. just there's like videotape of him like groping women uh and he's just like an asshole and his uh, his behavior was was tolerated and i think maybe i mean who knows his fucking brother just won an oscar last year who's just as much of a monster as he is
1: um i feel like it's not that his behavior was tolerated it's that like it was expected and everybody like it wasn't it's not like ben affleck was a bad apple or something i mean it's like the whole world especially like at the time when that groping thing came out when he did that it was like women just were treated that way like that was fine it was cute and i mean that wasn't even i mean that wasn't that long ago
0: yeah um so hopefully our society is changing a little bit i think now with like a president who's a sexual predator. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, if there's any good that can come out of that, it's uh, it's exposing that um, powerful men uh, can continually be rewarded for for having this behavior, and um, and, the, and the only way to stop it is for. I think honestly for for other men in that position to call it out because women have been taking the lead and and especially in this case like calling out this behavior but uh, men need to call other men out when they see it.
1: Yeah, I guess. And also just don't do it. And Yeah. yeah, Like just just don't don't, sexually harass women or grope them or rape them. Just don't do it. And then that's also something you can do.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's very simple. Yeah, it's super (laughs) simple. Just don't do it. Uh, All right, well... Um, it's just nice to see <laughs> Gwyneth in the news for something else.
1: <laughs> for it's nice to see Gwyneth in the news. Okay, yeah, no, it is. Um, well, but I've s- people still are turning on Gwyneth for this. Even I mean, I've
0: seen. Oh yeah, I've like seen- why didn't you say anything? I mean, it's the same bullshit that everyone like, says. Why didn't you say anything at the you? time? Yeah, why didn't if you knew that this was happening, why didn't yeah, why didn't you like try to save other women? It's like
1: fuck you. Yeah, fuck you guys. It's not her job and it happened to her. She's a victim and she can speak about it or not speak about it whenever the fuck she wants. That's the truth. She doesn't owe it to anybody to speak out or not speak out or to do anything. It's her story and her life and her experience. Yep. Um and that was just something I read in Fox News anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh gross, yeah. All right, well, let's. Oh, there's a car. Car alarm. alarm. Um,
1: I don't know if we're going to be able to hear it on the. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, it stopped. It stopped. Okay,
0: great. <laughs> great. No editing required.
1: Perfect. Perfect. For uh, us. Well, yeah,
0: let's just get into this newsletter. Okay. Um, let's do it. What was All your right. best?
1: My best was the bread article. Me too. I knew it was going to be yours. Yeah, ar- and also, me. this is another example to me of how. Um, they're communicating with us. I
0: mean, Aggie, when I opened this bread article this morning, I thought, yeah, like you how you said, la- yeah, well, like you said last week, I felt like they were just communicating with me. I was like, I don't think I talked, I even, I don't even think I talked about baking bread on the I'm podcast. I'm sure you did. Probably, I guess I did. I,
1: I don't know, but it seems like something you would do.
0: Yeah, but if people don't know, I've been baking bread a lot for the past Week and a half. Yeah. I made two loaves of bread. Every
1: time I see Brian, he's like, do you want some starter? And I'm like, (laughs) no. And he's like, but I've got all this starter. You can make your own bread. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's okay.
0: But now it's goop approved.
1: Oh, yeah. So what I liked about it was... It was a little bit goopy talking about natural yeast and stuff like that. But for the most part, they were just like, bread's coming back. We're calling it. We're back on the bread thing. Sourdough is the best bread. And I was like, fuck yeah, it is. It's so yeah. good. And then it ended with like bread recipes, like things you can do with bread, like make, put like, oh yeah, for like bread and
0: different crostinis or whatever.
1: Stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. And they were like, not eating bread was just a trend.
0: Yeah, they really they really ended the gluten free trend single handed. Well, because I mean, what this guy this is the interview was with um, uh, the baker from uh, Bub and Grandma's, which is like a very trendy bread bakery in Los Angeles, and he says that like unless you have celiacs, what you are alert or what like makes you tired or groggy or whatever when you eat bread is commercial yeast. Yeah um so then
1: he people also say it's like the pesticide on wheat it could it's be anything it, and it could be just stuff.
0: like eating a bunch of carbs and getting tired like yeah, that's fine like it's yeah. cool like i don't if i eat a lot of bread like that's a price i'm willing to pay sure. is to be tired that's what he said yeah um so his it's funny like the recipe like he goes sort of through how to do it but it, he even says like it's really fucking complicated and i'm not gonna bore you with the step-by-step instructions <laughs> um And the way I've been doing it is, like, probably, like, the laziest way is doing sort of the no need method where you just leave it out for 24 hours. Um, But I'm going to try, I don't know, next time I'm going to try, like, a little little more hands-on approach. Because, I mean, my bread is good that I make, but it's not Bub and Grandma's. It doesn't have those big holes, those airy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's sort of, like, a little denser. So I think you do need to do it that way. Oh. But, yeah, if this gets... all the Goop ladies in Los Angeles and around the world to start baking bread every week. I'm all for it.
1: I'm so for yeah. it. I'm so ready for this to happen.
0: Um, yeah, and if anyone wants some of my starter, yeah, uh, in. Venmo me a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, right in. Uh, I'll send some in the mail.
1: Yeah, you can get a an envelope full of full of starter. Gross star- I
0: mean, it smells good. It smells like I mean, it smells like sourdough. Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna take my starter out of the fridge tomorrow and start the whole process again and have a new loaf of bread by Monday or Tuesday. Wait,
1: so is it like you always have the starter and you're always making bread from it?
0: Yeah, so basically, like if if you're a, like a commercial bakery that's baking multiple loaves of bread a day, you just always keep your starter out uh, and you feed it. So you like um, you basically that just means adding flour and water to it. Uh, but if you're a normal person that doesn't need like several loaves of bread a day you take some of the starter out um before you feed it just so the starter doesn't get huge and then like you can keep it in the fridge if you don't want to feed it every day so what i've heard is uh like if you want to bake one loaf a week um you know you just you keep the starter in the fridge and then a a couple days before you want to break bake the bread you take the starter out uh, get it to room temperature then you f- you feed it. Um, what I've done with the extra unfed starter instead of throwing it away I made like sourdough pancakes last week. Oh yeah. Which were really good. Um, so there's like weird recipes you can do with unfed starter. Yeah and then you just let that sort of feed for a day until it gets all bubbly again um, and then you start you know you just make your dough from that um, and start the process again. So yeah uh, it's, it's like I think once you get in the routine of it it seems very complicated, but once you get in the routine of it, and you know, like the whole process takes a couple of days, and you just sort of do something in the morning, let it sit, the next morning, let it sit, and then the third morning, you can actually bake the bread. It's mm-hmm. it's not that hard, and mm-hmm. it's good. And um, I mean, I don't know if it's like healthy to eat that much bread, but hey, I like it.
1: Could you see yourself living in a world where that's the bread you have, and you I mean, have-
0: that is the world I'm living in now.
1: Oh, because you don't buy bread.
0: I mean, I haven't bought bread in the last couple of weeks. I'm like, I've only been doing this for two weeks, but yeah. yeah, like I don't need other bread besides the bread I make.
1: It's all the bread you need.
0: Yeah. Like one, cause yeah, me and John will share a loaf. Of, so that's half a loaf of bread per, I mean, you really don't need, you shouldn't be eating any more bread than that.
1: Than a, a loaf of bread. Than a half a loaf with, of Between the two of you. Yeah. Between the two. And are, but you're like slicing it yourself? Yeah. Huh.
0: Yeah. You just slice it, uh, you know, put butter on it or whatever you want.
1: Do you make like a sandwich with it?
0: uh i haven't but i could
1: or like toast yeah and do you just use it like bread yeah bread it's literally bread, bread. Yeah. okay cool got it i got it all right uh
0: yeah so i mean i'm not gonna go into more detail because this is not bread yourself but but yeah <laughs> but it could be but and it could it be it yeah probably will be. that'll be a spinoff podcast for yeah. sure um but yeah that was my best too yeah. obviously so let's uh keep going what was your worst
1: my worst was this new diet
0: Oh, the, the mind-body-soul detox? Yeah. That I was, was my craziest. really upset it was about insane. it.
1: I mean, first of all, I skipped... I opened the newsletter. I skipped everything. I went straight to it. Mm-hmm. I was like, here we go. There's a detox. I'm so excited to do a detox. I opened the article. Lo and behold, it's just a long-ass, boring article by another crazy person again. Then, of course, there's no information really in it, except for like how crazy it is. Yeah, it w-
0: literally was like, if you want to know what to do, you have to buy the book. Which, yeah. g- hello, goop, no, tell us what to do.
1: Um, I subscribe to the newsletter yeah. and I buy all your other shit and I'm not going to buy the stupid book. Especially because it was like basically like color coded. Again, with the color coding, when you know, they really hit rock bottom with a crazy person when they're like, do whatever the colors say. Yeah. And this one is like. Yeah,
0: day one to three. Red. Red.
1: Yeah, and then you end up eating white, but not like, not bread, not your own starter bread. It's like cauliflower. And um, it's very... Oh, I
0: didn't even get, the colors have to do with what color foods that you eat? Yes. I didn't didn't even make that connection. Yes. It was so convoluted. Like,
1: red day, you're supposed to eat foods like bell peppers, protein, which is whatever. Then the flow day is orange, so you eat... I guess, or sweet potatoes. Then this next day, it's, it's the colors of the rainbow. Yeah, fire. It's biv.
0: Then you have turmeric, turmeric and ginger. Turmeric and
1: ginger. Then for love, you eat kale and broccoli.
0: So you yeah, have 21 day detox. They gave us one. They give us day four as an example of like yeah. what to do, and it's so comprehensive. I mean, most of these detoxes, it is like you have to not have any life. To actually do them. This yeah. one seems so all encompassing, like that you literally cannot have anything going on in your life I mean, if you want to do this. I don't
1: mean I I don't mind a complicated detox. I actually love them and I I just the other day was daydreaming about the new like January when the New Year one is gonna oh, come out yeah. and I can't wait to do it and I like following them. But this just seems so stupid. And also again, there are no recipes for any of these things. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, so like, for instance, so this day four, they first give you a meal, pan, meal plan, so breakfast, tropical smoothie. With what the no, fuck is a tropical yeah, smoothie? No recipe. Lunch, shredded carrot and cabbage salad with Mediterranean cod, or there's a vegan option. Snack, nectar and macadamia nuts. Okay, that sounds that's good. Easy. Dinner: wild salmon with tangy apricot sauce and greens. So it's like it's so like you literally are cooking. It doesn't seem like there's any sort of leftovers because no. at least the goop detoxes they're pretty good about like repurposing stuff that you, you make. Can
1: and also you don't have to buy too much of anything, and also you can hack them all so that they're cheap. Yeah, which is what I like to do.
0: Rotisserie chicken?
1: It's not a rot
0: <laughs> No, this is going to be the
1: death of us.
0: I no, I was, that was not a. Uh, I was not insulting anything. I was just. I was just. Saying the word rotisserie chicken. Yeah,
1: because there. I just want to go on the record here and just remind our listeners: there is no goop detox that involves rotisserie chicken at all.
0: What are you talking, is, Busy Girl?
1: Busy Girl doesn't have a rotisserie chicken. There is a recipe that calls for chicken. In the picture accompanying it is an illustration of a cooked chicken brian in his mind turned that into a busy girl detox where you eat rotisserie chicken and has been telling me for the last year that i eat rotisserie chicken when i'm (laughs) on a cleanse which i don't
0: (laughs) oh thank you for explaining i really
1: explained it to you
0: i never understood this is my uh my toxic masculinity not listening to women (laughs) i
1: guess so yeah listen to me it's not rotisserie chicken
0: all right i stand corrected thank you um so, and in this this detox, so that's like literally just the first bit is this meal plan. Then, there's a thing about what movement you're supposed to do every day. Mm. Swim or water aerobics, for instance, on day four. Well,
1: how dare you? Then, there's an, an
0: affirmation. Then, there's a visualization. Then, there's a meditation. This is literally all the steps. Then, there's a whole detox emotion log. So,
1: Straight up go to the store Buy yourself a $12 bottle of wine Drink it It's fine It's better for you I promise you I 100% guarantee It is prom- I, I promise you It is better for you To drink alcohol Than to do this
0: Oh absolutely To have a
1: fucking drink
0: It stresses me out Just reading one day of this plan Stresses me out so much Um,
1: It's not good for you No It'll kill you <laughs>
0: Uh, but this does make me appreciate, like, the, the goop-written detoxes.
1: They're so good. Because this one so is so well convoluted. Yeah. This one is insane. And also, this one is 21 days. Every detox now is, like, a month long because of it's whole 30.
0: It's too long. Ugh. Um, anyway. So, yeah, that was, well, that was my craziest. Yeah. My worst was the fucking Esther Perel article why people cheat
1: that one was really boring to me but i didn't it didn't even make it on my thing
0: yeah i it's it's boring um she to me she just has such a dark energy her right (laughs) like everything is is so sad and tragic i don't know like i like a a a sex and marriage uh like someone who seems like they're married like a dan savage or a dr ruth
1: (laughs) what It was like kind of funny. Yeah.
0: Like a sense of humor about this woman. It's just everything is so serious.
1: Yeah. Morose.
0: Um, so yeah, this article is about why people cheat. And then it just goes into, um, basically saying, you know, no one is necessarily at fault For cheating,
1: except but someone is kind of someone is kind of yeah Um, yeah,
0: and then they and then she talks about like the three stages of I guess grief after the cheating happens.
1: Oh yeah, and like the how you like reconcile and you go through like the three weird stages. Yeah, so there's like
0: like crisis mode, then there's meaning making, which seems sort of like. What's the stage of grief? bargaining? It sort of seems like a bargaining <laughs> type where you're trying to figure out why they did this. Yeah. And then the third stage is called visioning, which is uh-huh. like what lies ahead. Uh, and talking about the story. Like the story of the affair may be written by one person, but the story of the relationship is written by both people. It's
1: like the song Forward on Lemonade.
0: Yeah, the whole thing Vision. reminded me of Lemonade. But like Lemonade is like, there's fun parts of Lemonade. There's funny parts of Lemonade. Like...
1: Yeah, I was just talking about that one yeah. that one part of if, Vision because <laughs> Lemonade is better
0: than that. Yeah, if Esther um, Perel wrote Lemonade, yeah. ugh, it would be the worst album ever. It would be terrible.
1: Yeah, she's so boring and so dumb. And like, yeah, it's just so gross the way like Goob handles sex in general. I'm really grossed out by it. Like yeah. her advice and the things that she says are not that different from like what basically any relationship advice person says. Like basically what it comes down to is like cheating happens. It sucks. Like if you want to work it out, you can. And if not, then you don't have to. I mean, basically like that's what it, I mean, that's what it all comes down to. Yeah.
0: It's all the same. It's just like the detox article, the, their one little line, it was like, Oh, by the way, you're basically just like not eating dairy, soy, meat, alcohol, and caffeine. And you're like, oh, well, that's every fucking detox. That's every yeah. stupid detox.
1: Yeah. Except for now, I'm drinking a tropical smoothie. Well, I think Goop does have a recipe for a tropical smoothie. So should we just use theirs?
0: I guess. I mean, I love a tropical smoothie. It just has
1: like, I mean, it's gross. It's like frozen mango and like coconut water or something. Sounds good to me.
0: Ugh. Um, But yeah, like, I don't know. Is Esther Perel even married? Has she ever had a boyfriend? She
1: seems like she lives in some like French polyamorous like Maybe.
0: chateau. I don't even, what does she even look like? Do we even know what, what I imagine
1: like? cannot be true because I'm I just imagine like first of all that she's French is she French
0: I don't think so
1: this is just something I think I, I just
0: up. pictured her being Jewish oh she oh does my look, God. doesn't look at all what I thought she looks like like a she Santa looks, Monica mom
1: yeah she's like a youngish blonde long hair I was imagining like she's
0: Belgian oh but she Belgian Jew education Hebrew University of Jerusalem. Oh boy! There you go. <laughs> don't
1: get much better than that. Um, yeah, because I was imagining like basically like Doctor Ruth, but from France, with like brown hair.
0: Yeah, but she's like a little chicer looking, but just sad. Sad. How did it her makes- family not have to leave Belgium during the Holocaust? That's what I want to know.
1: Maybe they. I don't...
0: Maybe they moved back.
1: Maybe they hid out and then went to Israel because she went to college there.
0: Yeah, but she was born in Belgium in 1958.
1: No, bad time to be. Well,
0: interesting, excited. interesting. 58. Yeah. Hmm. wonder if she, yeah, they, I don't know. I don't know
1: either. I
0: don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. Poop. She
1: looks good. She does
0: look good. I'll give her that. Because she's like 60. She looks good for 60. Oh, yeah, because she yeah. looks,
1: I would totally believe she, wait, can you slide it so I can see her face better? Oh, okay, yeah. I couldn't really see her face before. Yeah, she looks like me i she looks better than me <laughs> no yeah she looks she looks good
0: uh so that's the one nice thing we can say about her she looks good she's pretty um, um what was your craziest my
1: craziest was the empath article oh
0: man i was almost going to put that, that on was, that was it was too much for me to that, read that
1: oh boy that was a deep dark dive <sighs> yeah. into the mind of a sociopath first of all that was d- written by Dr. Jennifer Freed, who...
0: She's the psychological astrologer, right?
1: Used to be, and then probably because of us, or because of whatever lawsuits, now she's just like an educator and a psychologist.
0: Did she get rid of the doctor? No. No, she's so... I mean,
1: they can't take that away from her. Oh, it's PhD. It doesn't yeah. say doctor, but it does say PhD.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh... Um, and it's called The Empath's Dilemma... And it's basically just, like, a long list of stories about, like, people that she knows walking around who have a lot of empathy, and they, like, get, like, overwhelmed with the empathy that they're feeling for other people, and then they need to practice self-care. So, like, there's this one guy named Brandon who goes to, like, has a fight with his sister and her friend in San Francisco about sexism. I don't know (laughs) what the fight was about, but he was so empathetic that he needed to go and retreat for like a couple of days and like go swimming and work out and like practice a lot of self-care cuz it was so negative. I
0: almost had to stop reading the article because this guy so they're basically saying these two women were, you know, talking about sexism yeah. and this yeah, guy in a way. this man could not handle women talking about sexism and so yeah. had to leave or he didn't leave and it was very destructive for this poor little boy to have to hear women's stories about sexism. He
1: had to go talk to his mother and he had to, his empath, his empath mother. And then he had to go out like into the wilderness and like really take care of himself because it was, it was like, instead of like just listening to what people said, I so I wish, first of all, I don't know if this is true, but no. if it is, I would love to have heard that conversation.
0: Yeah. Oh. It's so good. But then, all these people, like, reading this article, I was like, oh, am I am I a sociopath? Because I don't feel the need to, like, hide away whenever I talk to no, someone. No, no, no. Or...
1: What, th- this is confused. So this is about attention-seeking narcissists. Yes. Like, one other example that she gives is, like, seeing the checkout lady, um, her somebody else, who's a gifted healer, sees a lady at the checkout who's, like, looks sad. And she goes, are you okay? And the woman goes, I'm so sad. My father's in the hospital. Like the woman ringing up her groceries. And then the lady's like, do you need a hug? And the woman's like, yeah. And then they hug. And again, another thing that I don't think really happened. But if it did, they're both crazy. I mean, it's like maybe the person, maybe it's a nice nice. moment. But I just mean like, who asks, who's like, do you need a hug to a stranger?
0: Yeah, that would be very, uh, that's, yeah, too that, that would uh, push my boundaries, personal boundaries yeah, too Yeah, and
1: I don't think that's because I'm like a sociopath. No. I just think that's weird. And I feel this kind of seemed like a narcissistic sociopath trying to explain what empathy is as if she felt it. So she's like, people like us, when we're around, when we have our empathy overload, we need to go rest. Which is like the opposite of having empathy. Yeah,
0: to be like, oh, the... Uh, these people are going through so much shit. I feel too deeply for them. So I have to actually go away and just take care of myself. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
1: I mean, to an extent it's true if you're like, I don't know, a homicide detective or something. If you're like witnessing like horrible things and you need to like take a break from it every once in a while. But it's like, if you just like, if it's just like a lady at the grocery store who looks sad and you're like, I need to get a, I need a break from this. It's like, you're a, you're a big asshole.
0: Yeah, like you shouldn't have to go through the world uh, not dealing with people because sometimes people are sad. Like people are sad. We're all sad sometimes. We're all going through things sometimes. And um, you just got to face it. I don't you know. You just
1: got to face it.
0: I don't know. Yeah, this that, that article just creeped me out. It
1: was so creepy and so weird and so dark. But
0: that is true what you said. Like this is what a sociopath would think or would like have to do to explain what empathy is.
1: Yeah. Cause it's like, it's different from sympathy because you don't feel bad for the person. You literally feel the same feeling. So when I feel empathy, I feel so sad. I need to go lie down cause I feel so much empathy cause I feel the exact same feeling that you yeah. feel, but like a healthy way to have empathy, I think it's like examine it and like use it in, um, I don't know, like, to put the other person's feelings in context, and so that you can like help them. Yeah, to, to
0: sort of figure out what what you can do to to help what that person is going through. Yeah, it's not healthy to you, but that is. I mean, I guess that is the textbook definition of empathy. But that is it seems very odd to be like, oh, I'm actually taking on the emotions of this person that is going through something. Um, the other example I liked, she was talking about like the, the actress that she knew yeah. that like really disappeared into a role because, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, are you talking about Gwyn-? that?" Was I like, know. I wonder if she was just like Gwyn- trying
1: to be like a little bit." Yeah, like, my
0: boss is. There's such a- one actress yeah. I
1: know who's just so good at this. Um, yeah,
0: but yeah, I I honestly don't think anyone that works at Goop has to worry about exhibiting too much empathy. I think no. you're all good.
1: I, they're fine. <laughs> they're
0: all fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, what would you try?
1: Oh, um, in the productivity app oh, yeah. article, there was one that I don't know, but it was like, I don't, I don't really know what it does, but it's like the happier woman, aggression, oh, whatever. You're the one who likes her. I
0: stopped liking her. I got you. She, she does a podcast called happier. Um, her big thing is like the four tendencies. So yeah. you're either, uh, what are they? A rebel, a questioner, a upholder or a I don't whatever. know yeah
1: because I've never li- like I've never listened to her podcast or anything or read any of her books but she's got this app yeah they're like four different types of person you are and one of them it's like they're like
0: obliger is the oh yeah. One, yeah oh obliger yeah.
1: so like some of them like two of them are really bad like one of them is just like a big loser who doesn't do anything and one of them is like an overachiever and then the other two are like kind of in the middle I think pretty much um but she has this app that's like strategies for like making or breaking habits and i think i like i have the worst habits and i want to like get better at that like i don't work out mm. i stay up until like 5 a.m and then i like sleep as late as i possibly can and then i wake up and i'm like rushing it's not really 5 a.m it's yeah like 1. Okay. but it's like but then like i wake up and i'm like fuck and I like have to like run around and like I have so much to do and it's like I never finish everything and then like once I'm done once it's like seven o'clock at night I'm like Done, And I always have more to do that I'm like, oh, I'm going to do it when I get home. And I never do it. No.
0: That's normal. I mean, I think there's some certain people that are really productive at night. But like for for sure. I think both of us are sort of the same that we're most productive like late morning or Right early in the middle yeah. of the day. Yeah. We've got,
1: we both have like two hours. Yeah, we have we we too good. At, yeah. Which is
0: fine. That's all you need.
1: It's all we need. And we meet in those two hours. <laughs> we do everything. And then we're like, yeah. I no. did it <laughs>
0: open that bottle of wine yeah and
1: that we both like will hit a wall at the same time and be like I can't go on yeah we're like <laughs> we're done
0: um yeah but
1: but yeah but like I do want to get in the habit of like so if I can't do it late at night because I always end up just like getting super tired and just like watching TV and like then that's so fun I don't want to stop um but then like I can't wake up early enough to get other stuff done so it's like I want to start waking up earlier basically yeah yeah to do more stuff
0: uh, waking up earlier is good. I most of the time I try to wake up between six thirty and seven. My cat's always wake me up. Today I um, I slept in almost till eight. Uh oh, cause I was up late last night watching Project Runway. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like I am definitely most productive early in the morning, and then just increasingly get uh lazier and lazier <laughs> until I fall asleep. Fall, yeah, or that's just, like yeah. the normal way to be. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, there was a lot, I didn't use it. None of them were like the thing I would try, but there seemed like a lot of good apps in that productivity one. The one there's that Evernote app. Yeah. I which I, used it's it. it's so, I downloaded it and I've like tried a couple things on it. I just don't think I understand it. It seems like I don't really get, well, it's like, like you make lists and yeah, you save I think pictures. You
1: can like take pictures of like a handwritten thing and it'll like save yeah. it for you. But then you can like search, you can do like searches uh, on a handwritten thing. That's, I think that was, I took of
0: pictures that. of, uh, of business cards mm-hmm. and it actually saved the business card information of the con to my contacts on my phone, which was sort of cool.
1: That's good. That's nice. Oh, what's that thing? Um, Charlie, that was really scary.
0: Oh, that's where you like, it's like the stalking one. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a app called Charlie where basically if you're like about to meet with someone, you can, instead of just Googling them, you get this app and you put their name in and it actually aggregates and curates all of their social media and all of like any public record that you have so you oh can, you know exactly like who this person is what they do like what their interests are so you can have like an icebreaker at a meeting it actually sounded pretty cool
1: that sounds like the thing in the um ron howard daughter black mirror episode oh yeah, Bryce Dallas yeah. Howard. Uh, do you know what i'm talking about yeah
0: the um nosedive uh yeah
1: yeah that's what you, that sounds like it
0: does black mirror
1: i'm scared
0: it does sound a little creepy
1: it's creepy as fuck. Because
0: if if you like did have a meeting with someone and you just like dropped some weird like specific anecdote that they were into, that would like creep me out because I would know that you were like stalking me on social media.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's like just to know what you're getting into, but you would still wouldn't say it.
0: Oh, maybe. But yeah. you would
1: just be like, I know all about you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But then yeah. it's like,
1: what's the point? Just stay home. Yeah. Because if you look me up on social media, you wouldn't know anything about me.
0: No. I mean, you would know I'm really into Goop. Yeah, you would know and, I do this podcast. Yeah, and that's like...
1: But that is like 90% of my personality, yeah. so I guess it would be good. <laughs>
0: um, the thing I would try, and this was a reluctant thing I would try, is uh, the they have like every quarter Goop will do like the like social event uh, or like the, the cultural what to do in each city or whatever. So the LA one for the fall is going to the Broad and doing, seeing the infinity mirrors exhibit. Uh. And I was like, it does look really cool, but it's, so it's like this big art exhibit where you're in these like mirrored rooms and it looks like it's going on for infinity. I think that's what the the point of it is. Mm -hmm. And like LA is a weird museum town because it seems like people are into certain museums and like everything sells out. Like, I've, I don't know. In New York, you can just sort of go to a museum, and it's not a big deal. Here, you have to, like, plan your trip months in advance to go to a museum, it seems like.
1: Well, there are some museums that you can just sort of go to, but we don't have, like great museums in LA the way they do in like New York and Philadelphia and Chicago it's more like the Getty is good yeah the and Getty you can go to LACMA pretty much yeah the permanent
0: I, collection at LACMA but whenever but they have these traveling exhibits it's like this have, big to do
1: yeah those it's like they sell out you have to book them and it gets crazy and they're all these like super like gimmicky like I don't know very, just like it's these, to like,
0: take a selfie it's like so you can s- say you were there and like and you can take a cool looking selfie. Yeah. Like a that's lot what of
1: it is just for Instagram. Yeah.
0: That's what art is now. Yeah. I don't know, but I still want to go to this thing, but it, yeah, it's, it's also that. So I'd have to get there at like probably like seven in the morning and like yeah. wait for like four hours to go to the stupid thing. Mm-hmm. And yet I still want to do it. It's open till January 1st and I'm sure I'll some, you know, Tuesday morning where I don't have anything to do. I'll probably drive downtown and wait for four hours to go to this stupid infinity room.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure I will
0: you do know. at some point. Um, what would you buy?
1: I would buy those millennial pink mixing bowls from the baking oh, article. Cute, they're yeah. so cute. They've been on there before. Yeah, yeah. But they're only $85. And I hate. I like my mixing bowls. Actually, I've got pretty nice ones. But they're not pink. So it will yeah. be nicer.
0: Um, yeah, I just have white mixing bowls. I actually like that that article. It was the part of the bread article. And then they had all the sort of accoutrements. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing <laughs> I would buy is a proofing basket. Because oh. I've just been proofing my bread in a, in a mixing bowl. And I don't think it gets like the air circulation in. Oh. like a basket and the basket they actually uh this is another thing which makes me think that they're talking to us through the computer they just linked to the amazon because oh they know God. that we're, that's not, a, gonna buy we're it. not gonna buy it through groups. so it's 18 dollars on amazon so i'm probably just gonna get it yeah um to to proof my next loaf in uh and then there's other things like there's um there's like a special like scraper thing i just use a spatula I, it's I fine want one of
1: those scraper things i've wanted one for a while not just for that like it just seems like nice to like scrape other things off the counter and like oh, yeah. cutting other things. I've always I've been wanting a scraper. Uh
0: and then the Dutch the other problem with what I have is I have a Dutch oven with a a plastic knob and when you're baking bread, you have to get your oven like super hot like 500 degrees. So I have to actually take the knob off and put some foil on cuz the knob would melt if it was 500 degrees. So they actually they have a, a Dutch oven with like a like a metal knob, which I guess I could buy, but it's fine. Mm. Uh, cool so Harvey Weinstein bad. Esther Perel bad, bad empathy bad mm-hmm. bread good good yummy that's the moral of this episode we did good Um, thank you guys as always listening. for listening uh, yeah we'll be back next week make sure to follow us on Instagram uh-huh. at Goop Yourself uh, Twitter Goop Yourself Pod rate and review that's us um, oh, should
1: we read a thing?
0: Yeah, do we have a new one? We do have a new review. Five-star review. Thank you. Um, this is from Lady Linnae. That's oh. a great name. Uh, five- is that my friend Linnae? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, even if we know you personally, that's very we nice of you to write yeah. Yeah. reviews. Um, the uh, review is called Only Mad. There Aren't More. Five stars. Aww. Lady Linnae says, I found this only recently and blazed through the archives in no time. Now that I'm caught up, I'm so sad to wait between episodes. Wonderful opinions and commentary on all things goop, economics, economics, <laughs> uh, beauty, luxury, health, etc. I genuinely love the advice and reviews they give. And then I genuinely love the insanity of some of their hilariously strong opinions and sometimes confused perspectives. I'll take <laughs> That's that. Okay. All while so darling and passionate. I live for Aggie to call anything disgusting with all her passion, especially when it's something as simple as a woman's top. Oh. Aggie and Brian, keep it going. Longer. More. Goop forever. Oh, wow. That's Thank a, that, you. I think that might be my favorite review of that all time. Was nice. that's really one, one. Eh? Uh, that was that's so awesome. nice. Thank you. so That was a really good one. That's awesome. That was so nice. So, yeah. Keep keep them coming. We will read them. And uh, we appreciate you listening every week. Thank and you. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.